Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. For today's podcast, we're going to be taking a deep dive into the burgeoning market of e-bikes. We're going to be looking at the market dynamics, we'll be looking at how they are progressing and some of the key drivers in those markets. And we're also going to be discussing what's mobility. It's a company that are currently raising funds on Cedars. We're going to be discussing their their round, what they're going to be doing within that round and what are their future plans. And to do that, we're very kindly joined by what's mobility CEO, Franz Nomden. Franz, thank you very much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you very much for the invitation. So, Franz, just before we get into it, um, we have a brief introduction, but you're, I believe, over in the Netherlands at the moment. Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm living in Breda, close to Amsterdam. Lovely, lovely. So there's going to be some comparisons to what's happening in the Netherlands. Of course, it's a, it's a popular country for uh, cycling. So we're going to be looking at what's happening there and how that translates to what's happening in the rest of Europe. But before we get into it, Franz, please would you be able to give us an introduction first to yourself and what mobility, please? Yeah, sure. My name is Franz Nommel. I'm CEO and founder of, uh, of uh, What Mobility. We started in 2018 developing our first models and we went to the markets in 2019. Um, well, about what mobility, we, we actually we develop and manufacture and sell uh, uh, lifestyle e-bikes. If you look at the market for city bikes, because it is a city bike, you have three segments actually. The, the, the bikes with the, with the big batteries on the back of the bike, you probably know them. Uh, you've got the, the, the more sportive, uh, spacey kind of e-bikes, uh, city bikes. They all look the same and... It's quite logic because it's mainly a wide-labeled frames from from China, and you've got a segment segments of the, the lifestyle e-bikes, the design e-bikes, and that's segment where we are where we are in action. Fantastic. So we're going to stay on the subject before we get into what mobility in more detail, Franz. It will be good to expand on the market that you're operating yeah. in. It'd be good to hear a little bit more about some growth figures. If you have any, um, you know, maybe you can elaborate on those three different styles of um, of bikes that you just mentioned there, because it would be a good idea to get some context as to where what mobility fits into that. So to start with, no, let's generally talk about the e-bike market, France. You know, what sort of growth levels are we seeing at the moment? Well, actually, if you look at the markets, the next decade, how, how, how cities are changing, I think that's more important than, than figures. Everybody can see it. Cities are changing. Cars are getting out. The infrastructure is, 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 is changing. Governments are changing the infrastructure. Cars are getting out and bikes are getting in. And not only bikes, but we're talking about micromobility here. It's light electric vehicles and all other solutions other than cars to make cities more livable. Uh, and that's also the, the vision that we have. Uh, uh, we want to go grow to, to cities that are more livable, more healthy. Uh, and, and in this micromobility segment, the e-bike is, is actually, for now, the, the, the biggest part. If you look, for example, uh, to, at, at Paris, uh, 10 years ago, Paris was crowded with cars. If you go to Paris right now, less and less cars and a lot of people walking and, and, and especially cycling. You see more and more that, that younger people are choosing an electric bike over a normal bike, especially 
in environments that are a little bit more hilly, then an e-bike is, is really an alternative for uh, for for a car or any or other fuel-driven uh, vehicle. So that's what we're seeing. And if you're looking at the numbers, um, it's, it's, it's a promising market that it's, it's around 12 $12 billion right now and growing to $38 billion in 2030. So it's, it's a very growing market. Uh, and we are sure that the demand for e-bikes for, for the coming years will be re-exploding. Indeed, and that's very much the, the situation here in London. Anyone would have noticed the, the new bike lanes that are being put in across the city, um, huge amounts of, of cyclists uh, that, that we see now. So it is a trend that's not obviously not being seen in, in Europe, but here in, in the UK as well. Mm-hmm. So, Franz, now let's speak specifically about what's mobility and, and how you how you operate, because... You know, it'd be good to hear about your your channels and your distribution channels, how you sell your bikes. Um, but it would be good to to obviously hear a little bit more about what sets you apart as well from from the competition. Yeah, I think it's it's important to notice then that that you you can't sell a bike without service. So it, it's not only the bike, but it's also the service around it. And everybody notices because you have a bike yourself, probably or a car. And you use it for daily use, uh, so it, it needs maintenance, and it, it, it can break. Uh, and if something breaks, then you want to have support uh, nearby, of course. So we think it's very important to first build a distribution and a service network, and then accelerate on, on sales. So that, that's why we are doing this funding on Cedars, because we have 180 resellers right now uh, in Europe. And we want to grow to 800 resellers uh, by, by 2027. Um, uh, and we think that's very important. We, we've got a, a city approach. So we, we're not going to try to conquer the whole of France or the whole of the UK. Well, that's, 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 of course not. But we are focusing on the, the, the bigger cities. And as soon as we have all those resellers, we can accelerate in, in branding and in, and in sales after 2027. Fantastic, fantastic. So we're going to go on to talk about the, the Cedars campaign, which I just want to note is 75% funded at this point in time. So there's been a very strong investor yeah. interest in this already. But just sort of staying on the topic of, of the market, and I think this would be good for, for people here in the UK to give you an idea of your penetration so far. Mm-hmm. So, so where, where are you operating in the UK? Do you have stores at the moment? Do you have resellers? And So what are your plans here? Yeah, <laughs> That's a delicate question, actually. Now, we had a we had a great deal with Pure Electric. You probably heard of them, a UK company, but they uh, they uh, they decided to to build their own e-bike. So we got a step back there, unfortunately. So if someone is listening uh, listening to this podcast who has a no retail uh, chain uh, for e-bikes, we, we would we would we would uh, love to to work together with uh, with, with such uh, such partners in the UK. So in the UK for now, we only have a couple of resellers, mainly uh, in London. Uh, but if you look at uh, France and uh, Germany and Ireland, we uh, and the Nordics also, we uh, we have a lot of uh, a lot of resellers already. Uh, but most of the resellers are still in uh, Belgium and in the Netherlands, of course. Fantastic. So we're going to talk now about your your growth plans and why you're on Cedars and what you're going to be doing with those funds, France. So let's let's start off with, with quite a broad question. You know, wh- why now? Why why are you funding on Cedars at this point in time? Well, uh, what I said, we, we started in, in, in 2018, first developing the bike and then going to the market in 2019. And in 2020 and 2021, 
We got a lot of questions outside of the Netherlands from resellers who wanted to sell our bikes. Um, and we also did that, but there was not really a vision behind it at that moment. And, um, uh, and now we decided, okay, we, we want to expand in, in Europe. We want to grow from this, this resellers set that we have right now to, these, to 800 resellers to, to have a coverage in, in the biggest cities in Europe. And if you're going to do that, you have to look for, for, for extra money, of course, and we can, we can do extra loans. But we thought, yeah, why not find some ambassadors? Why not find um, in the crowd uh, people that, that, that share our vision and, and, and love to invest in a company like, like, like ours? So that's why we decided to, to, um, to issue shares. Uh, and then Seedus is, of course, the biggest crowdfund platform, platform for, for equity uh, in Europe. Um, and since we want to expand uh, in Europe, we want to have European investors, not only Dutch investors. So, yeah, that's actually the reason why we uh, why we chose for Cedars. Thank you very much. So, I d- just want to get some confirmation on some numbers there, Franz, yeah. because they, they they were quite good. Um, and this is going to be something that I that I feel potential investors are going to be particularly interested mm-hmm. in. So, w- would we be able to get you know your current number of of resellers or, or outlets? At the moment, and where you plan to be in the future, so your your medium-term targets, mm-hmm. and your confirmation of what revenue that you've been generating in the last year, for example, and where you see that going to in the future. Yeah, actually, our business is quite straightforward. We just want to scale up, scale up with, with what we already have been doing in the in the last uh, last uh, three to four years. Um, what I said, we have, we have uh, uh, 180 resellers right now, and we, we want to grow to 800. So that's that's four times as much uh, by 2027. Uh, and we, we more or less know how much every reseller sells per year. So it's 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 quite quite it's in a reasonable easy easy calculation uh, to, to know how much bikes we will sell. And next to the resellers, we also sell online. It, it's not only for resellers, but also online. Uh, we've got a higher margin, of course, online, but the margin we make on online we spend in branding because branding is also very important um, to sell the bikes. Uh, but altogether, online and with resellers, uh, we want to sell 20,000 bikes in 2027, which is very doable. Um, so that's that are that are our growth growth plans actually. Okay, great. So let's go back to to the campaign specifically now and the funds that you raise. Yeah. Friends, what are they going to be spent on in achieving your goals? Yeah, first we want to expand on the on the sales team, of course. We need to do acquisition, and we don't want to have account managers uh, to, to support our resellers uh, and try to optimize the sales per reseller, of course. Uh, but if we grow in resales, we also have to grow in our on our service team uh, towards end customers, but also towards the resellers. So that's 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 other part of the of the of the growth plans plans that we where we need the money for. Uh, and of course, we need some working capital, like every other company. Uh, since we are growing, also some funds for stock. Uh, but the main, the main part is going to uh, to uh, to attract extra personnel uh, to, to set up our sales. Fantastic, thank you. So let's now look forward, if we may, friends, mm-hmm. and look at what's in it for investors. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it'd be good to sort of touch on, on what you feel your competitive advantages are mm-hmm. and you know, why that's attractive to investors. And of course, at the moment, you're you're a private company. Anybody investing in this round 
will be doing it on, on a private basis. Or of course, there's not an immediately available secondary market. So there will have to be exit plans yeah. in the future. So it'll be good to hear what your exit strategy would be as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it's, it's kind of a rehearsal. First, we have to grow, of course. We've grown this, this service network. We think it's very important, uh, this service and distribution and sales network with resellers. Uh, but once we're there, it's, then it's getting interesting. It's, uh, then we talk about 2027. Then we're trying to focus uh, or to shift our sales more online. So that means that we will have uh, higher margins uh, and more money to do more branding. Uh, so from that point on, we want to, 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 to do more and more sales and more and more branding so our company gets even more value. Um, uh, and of course, the, the, the shares are tradable on on CEDA. So during this process, our investors can 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 sell their shares, of course. Uh, uh, and for the but still, twenty twenty seven is four years away. Uh, so for the quick uh, gain for our investors, we also decided to give uh, to give a bike to all the investors that invest more than ten thousand euros, uh, because we believe that the investors will also be uh, ambassador for ambassadors for our company. Uh, well, you can't have a better investor than the investor that rides on our bike, of course. So that's why we do that. Lovely. So ju- just as a, as a question, Franz, it would be good to, to get a bit of insight into the, the product price and where that sits within the market. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you have a, a range? Is, it, is there a range of prices within there? Is there different functionalities on, on your bikes? Yeah, I totally forgot to tell about that. Now, our bikes are, are in, in, the, in the lifestyle, uh, design bikes uh, uh, segments. Um, most of our competitors uh, have prices around 3,000 euros, 4,000 euros or higher. Uh, and, and we are more affordable bike. And that's because, because of our vision. We want to have cleaner cities and, uh, and, and more people on the bikes. So we, our price range is between 1,500 euros to 2,500 euros. So that's, that's more affordable. Um, and, and the typical thing about a, 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 a lifestyle bike is that uh, the, the battery is, is concealed in the, in the frame, actually. So uh, on the outside, you can't even see that it, that it is an electric bike. It's just an, a normal bike. Uh, uh, but then, uh, that, 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 then designful and, and nice to see. If you, it's hard to explain how it, how it looks in a podcast, of course. So I invite everyone to go to our website, uh, whatebike.com, and you can you can see for yourself uh, and picture a bike. Yes, indeed. So do check out the notes. If you listen to this podcast and you want to know a little bit more about the bike, uh, do check out the, the notes because there'll be a link through to What Mobility's website. And for people that are looking at the investment side of things, do check out the notes as well because there will be a link through to the Cedars page where we'll be able to find some more information and, of course, see a picture of the Watt well, Mobility maybe, bike. Maybe, John, to, to refer to, to the start of this of this conversation, you, you were asking about the, the market developments. Uh, in April this year, uh, the McKinsey uh, launched a report, it's very recently, and this talks about the development of micromobility until 2030. It's a very interesting report. And, uh, if you want to invest in, uh, in, in, in light electric vehicles or if you want to invest in, in what mobility, the, 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 you have to believe in that the, markets, the market will go there. We believe that. And actually, it, it's not a question. It, it will happen. But it's nice to read this McKenzie report. And also that link I will send to you. So maybe you can put it in the notes. 
Indeed, indeed. So what we will do is we will make sure that that report is also included in the notes to this podcast. Do check that out because I think that the market opportunity for e-bikes is very important at the moment. We can see, as Franz mentioned, what's happening to our cities. We can see what the governments, local governments and central governments are doing across Europe to promote cycling promotes greener ways of transport so this is a huge market there's lots of different factors at play so yes we will do that friends do send that over and we'll get that in the notes to this podcast now just to finish off friends two points please on what you feel potential investors should be most excited about by when they're looking at at what mobility uh, of course they have to believe in the market and they have to love the design of our bikes that's i think that's the most important thing uh, but secondly, uh, I can't say it enough. It's a quite straightforward plan that we have. It's 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 not very very difficult to grow from 180 to 800 resellers, and then we are far beyond our break-even point. And the only thing we have to do then is to uh, to leverage to, um, to 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 higher margins because we are selling online. And uh, in the years after, we will work to to a real exit. Of course, that's important, uh, interesting for us, but also interesting for our shareholders. Fantastic. That's great. Franz, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Thank you very much for the opportunity. And thank you very much to everyone for listening. Just as a recap, do check out the notes because there's going to be a lot of interesting information in there. There's going to be a link through to the McKinsey report that Franz alluded to. There'll be a link through to the Cedars page. We'll be able to find some more information as well as a link through to the What Mobility website where you'll be able to get a greater insight into the product. Friends, once more, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed listening to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Please do share the podcast and we really value any reviews and comments you leave us in your chosen podcast player. The views presented by the hosts and guests of the UK Investor Magazine podcast are in no way investment advice. And please remember, all investment involves risk.